2: Doing. Thanks for tuning in to the brighter side. Uh, everyone, today's going to be a little bit of a challenge to find the brighter side of what we're talking about. And, uh, you know, we were, you're were supposed to be listening to a podcast about jerking off and masturbating, but you're going to have to wait till next week because, uh, you know, when an important thing happens to comedians, uh, you need to respect it. And uh, as everyone knows, we lost the, one of the best ever this week to suicide. And so we're going to talk about suicide. Uh, thank you guys so much. We have a couple of guests with us. We have Ansley... I'm sorry, what's your last name again, darling? Ansley March. Ansley March. That's right, like the month, I forgot. And uh, you are a therapist, and you work with a lot of uh, actors and comedians, correct? I do. All right, and thank you so much for coming in. And we have uh, Neil Constantine, who is a survivor. Thanks Hello. for coming in, pal. How you doing? Doing uh, pretty good right now. Good, good, good. How's the last couple of days been for you?
3: I mean, it's been pretty good, because when you see someone do that, and you realize... I've tried it before, and then you go, "Oh, hey, I'm I'm here, I'm still here." So you're yeah. like, "It's an unfortunate comparison mm-hmm. that you do with that." So I mean, I'm right now I'm pretty sunny.
2: Fuck We're yeah. happy to have you. man. Good for you. And that's Cena John you just heard. And Amber Nelson's always here with us. Hello. <laughs> and we have our first ever Chuckle Hut member. He's not an official guest. He's just here sitting to make yeah. sure we behave ourselves. <laughs> Three time table of the Year, Mr. Michael Che.
4: Hi guys, my name is Michael Che. I'm a three time uh three time three time member. No uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask the round well, to I got you around what's it like? <laughs> Just
4: being a three-time round table. You idea. know, it's not about what it's like because you can never know. But I feel. Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that makes me depressed. It's me. It's yeah. Jim
4: Brown, and there's <laughs> Jim Brown. All <laughs> <laughs> the three-time winners of things. Yeah. No, I, uh, Cody Chestnut. And uh, no, it's 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 great. I feel I feel fantastic, and I'm ready to tackle this sober issue. Wow, well,
2: I'm glowing just sitting near you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's
1: wonderful. Life is good. Going well in this room. We can feel the energy. Speaking of which, Neil Ooh. Constantine, when was the first time you attempted suicide? I
3: was back in uh, two, uh, early 2004. Wait, so. say it again, but slower. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <Just do> that. <laughs> Ladies, that was 2004.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah.
1: And was it like a, an well, ongoing? Yeah. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. yeah, man. That's huh. a good year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a bitchin' year to do suicides, dude. Yeah, it was actually. It was a shitty year for me too. That's. Uh, I think it was a bad. One for everyone. 2004 kind of blew.
4: Yeah, man. White chicks came out. <laughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> that was bad. Uh, yeah.
3: So, what was going on in your life back then? Uh, well, I mean, it was a lead up. Uh, I had a pretty much all started off. the first semester of college, which yeah. uh, that wasn't what did it. <laughs> uh, but I had uh, the high school girlfriend of like a few years uh, break up, probably le- cheated and left me for my ex uh, best friend of high school. Yeah. Uh. And then so Ooh. that was the beginning of it. So, it's you know, it's just a little down. You ever and listen then, to Operator in the Dark?
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, this sounds like the status rendition of the preference opening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it started out of college. <laughs> 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 my ex <laughs> fucked my girl and told me how. <laughs> and so uh, that was the beginning. And then what happened next uh, was in November. Uh, my dad died. Uh, about fifty three, fifty, 50 four. Uh, brain aneurysm. Wow. Oh, so I was nineteen right. at the time. Wow. And Christ super almighty. sudden. Yeah, super sudden. It was uh, I got it in uh, November and went about a week of doing surgeries and all that stuff trying to. Get them, and then we had to do the, the old uh, vote to whether or not we pulled the plug. Yeah. And then, uh, so that happened, and then uh, which led into uh, my all my pet dogs died over those several, over those couple of months, God. also. You, how many dogs did you have? Well, we had three. Oh yeah. my gosh.
4: Wait, how many were pets and how many weren't? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> One more dog and you would have been a real white trash piece of shit. <laughs> All my pet
4: dogs died. The other dogs lived. This was
3: great. The other <laughs> dog went on an adventure. <laughs> Stalky dog was good. He's
2: <laughs> Stalky dog.
3: Yeah. He checked up on the Lady for me.
2: <laughs> they sure are real good kissing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the most sensual. I can't believe it. Mm, Who were their names? Uh, Sadie, Roxy, and Susan. What Susan? kind of dogs were
1: they? Ooh, uh, those are sexy women names.
3: Yeah. Uh the sheep dog and a mutt and a uh, oh
1: God, and uh, an ex-girlfriend. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, I, oh, fuck. I can't even remember the other dog. Uh, chow is a chow. Chow like. Black dog. tongues. Yeah, black tongue.
2: Know that.
3: Yeah. Easy. <laughs> African-American tongue. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, Chinese um, dog, though. Very weird. Tiger Woods are dogs.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and so those dogs all died. Uh, Roxy had to be put down. That was shortly before my dad died. He had to put her down in the backyard with the gun. And, um, Where did you grow up? Yeah. Where is all of this happening? <laughs> Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Recently voted the happiest city in America.
3: Yeah. I know, right? All I had to do was leave. You're a shoe in for our, <laughs> our
5: NYC vs. Richmond show. Oh, yeah,
3: absolutely.
1: So, did you shoot the dog the with the gun?
3: Yeah, you know what? I was trying to teach me a lesson. Oh, no, my no, I didn't, my dad did it. Uh, felt terrible about it. I guess I should defend him since yeah. he can't yeah. write in next week and be like, "Listen, I had to do what I had to do," and he had to put the dog down. And then uh, he, he died. And then his, his dog, the Sadie, was the sheep dog. Uh, just gave up. Yeah. Now they, were these they, like, the old? Were these like house dogs? yeah how they yard dogs they were like like here with people in their calves that they just goes off and then comes back at some point you know
4: what kind of guy was your dad because like my like my grand I remember my grandpa was like I, I went to uh Louisville Kentucky for the summers right right and my grandfather had always had dogs and he like he always thought of dogs. He didn't think of dogs away like we lo- like. No dog ever licked his face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he was always like kind of like one of those guys that well, dog, you gotta put him down. You gotta put them down. Like was your dad like conflicted about putting these dogs
3: down? This is uh yeah yeah he was conflicted because that was the first time we actually had to do at least since I was around. I don't know before he may have been shooting dogs every week. I don't know, but he that one he was it, the dog was just. We, it was one of those things we found out the dog was so sick, and then mm. we went to go clean, like the, again a wound or something like that, or it was cleaning. My mom was cleaning, and then you know check under the collar, and there was just from the collar, like the dog had somehow like maggots. Oh, oh. Fuck so what that told us was that dude, this is in, this is m- so much inside the dog, and like the dog would just go and walk, and it was like it was. We didn't want to make the dog because it was after the vet had closed, mm-hmm. and it was one of those we don't want this Dog to, to wait. It was just on its last leg. Anyway, Luffer. yeah, yeah. I mean, I all mean, right. I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean,
4: I mean, I, I hope hope
3: this is really hard to has hear. She literally put her shawl over her head. She's <laughs> <laughs> counting all Completely the money. She's like, right hey, now. listen, you want to come in sometime? Oh, Jesus!
6: Uh, I slid my got, card across the table.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Your college loans, also. You're like, I gotta pay these back. Uh. Really sad shit, so, Neil. And. All right, Neil, let's say the funny part. <laughs> well, if any of you have ever seen my comedy, that's a long time coming here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so we had to put it down, and that was like, that for my dad was just tore him apart. It tore all of us apart, but it tore mm. him apart. Actually, oh my, <laughs> he didn't do it. Uh, he had his coworker do it. Oh Uh, He he could do it. He tried to do it. He took the dog in the back and then he just couldn't do it and he had to get a co worker. Yeah, he had the dog oh my God. He had the dog whacked. Put that out of my head. probably not the dude was like kind of half retarded
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he
3: had like uh, he don't
2: know no better yeah. anyhow
3: yeah you know spackle spackle and paint really well my dad was a maintenance man you know the easy people was his name Lenny and he just hugged the dogs too
4: hard <laughs> i was just petting them
2: george you did a good job
3: george just petting
2: dog
4: died of love
2: <laughs>
4: I, t- I text the dog.
2: <laughs> yeah, he texts the dog. Text
4: this is how comedians handle pain.
2: Go ahead, finish. <laughs> yeah, finish your <laughs> question.
5: Tell us about your life's tragedies. More, please, uh, please, more. So
3: that happened. The dad happened. The dog, his dog, just it was, it just gave up. It was just yeah. stopped eating, stopped doing just anything. He's ready and so, to go. I don't even know if it was ready to go. It was just seemed like it was just one of those instances where you see a dog just be depressed, like yeah. you see a dog yeah. just not want to do anything, and mm. you no matter what you do, you can't get out. And so eventually, the dog it got sick from just not doing anything, and then we eventually had to put that dog down. Oh. Yeah. And then uh, my dog uh, got hit by a car. This so is all was,
5: within the same month.
3: This is all within like a, this all happened over the span of like five months. So there's five months of just uh, constant shit like hit my face, fucking yeah. garbage
5: pile just about. dogs and dying during this time. when you no ever,
3: dogs to kiss to make it feel better, you know? Oh my
5: god! Were you ever during this time ever diagnosed, or even before that? Did you ever see a therapist? Did you ever even have a like a no. kind of like a thing about
1: therapy? we took a
3: dog pick. in the backyard and had it put a hit on it. We did not do therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so
5: you, you didn't see an in network or out of network therapist? Is that I, I had
3: a I had a dad die and uh, all the dogs that had died a, f- a girlfriend leave me for a best friend uh, fresh college and and then also uh, I had an uncle who died and so you don't have the time to process because also I was trying to just tell everyone else like you know make everyone else try to feel better you know like I like the first handful of days like after my dad died you know it was the tears and all that stuff and then at a certain point I was just trying to make you know my sister feel better my mom you know who lost a soulmate you know trying to yeah. make these all these different people feel better and uh, just you know just putting it down putting it down into just yeah. <laughs> packing it in packing it in don't mm. worry about you don't worry about you and just go do whatever else and eventually it led up to a point where in like a January, night of January, I was out with friends, and I had just gotten the PlayStation Two. I mm-hmm. just—it was like a, a, a few months back it's I got it. So things are looking up. Two. Things are kind of looking up, and it's that you know excitement about when you're young, growing up, and you have like the PlayStation. You just take it over to all your friends' houses. You just bring it with you. That's yeah. what I do. I have a paper yeah. bag with my PS Two and uh, Need for Speed. Bag? It's kind of reckless. Oh hey man, you gotta live, gotta live on the edge, <laughs> and. So, I, I, I one night, we're, we're hanging out, and he goes, and we're going to go play Do Something, hang out at someone's house. And I go back home to go get the PlayStation, and I'm coming back in my car, and uh, I all of a sudden get the urge. I was like, hey, you know what? Let's try speeding and doing some stuff. I just play, I play Need for Speed. Let's I, 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 I try it. So, I did this one time where I, I spun out, and it was in this grassy area and this road. And there was some back roads and stuff. So, yeah. And There was no one. Out. I was a little late. and then I go back get going again, I'm going back towards the friend's house, and I get to this like kind of kind of straightaway and just something inside of me and I just I was like, let's see how fast this can go. Let's go. Let's just do it." And oh. then, And so I start put on the pedal and get going and I'm going down and at a certain point. I don't remember this because everything's so quick at this point. Yeah. and I, you know maybe part of me felt I tried to push the brake. And there's another part of me I felt maybe I tried to push the gas harder. Because either way, I sped up a little bit more and uh, hit this curve. And uh, then the car spun and then wrecked it right into the ditch. And the car then proceeded to do what all cars do when you go about 55, 65 an hour in a back road and hit a ditch and it starts to flip. Yeah. And it's this weird uh, feeling comes over me. It was just like everything shut down. But everything's still going, you know. Uh, like weightlessness, almost. Do you, I'm hearing that th- everything smash, I'm hearing all the glass shatter and, and um, the feeling, the motion of the car. And then I land and uh, you know come back to, and there I am in this car. Everything around me is fucked, and there's this, you know. I'm still there. Uh, I'm feeling a little sore, but now I uh, can't breathe. And uh, maybe it was from the airbag. Probably was. But I spent about a good minute to almost two minutes not being able to breathe. And I'm sitting there. At this point, I'm out out of the. Let's speed into a ditch. And I'm now I'm in the. Oh no, I don't want to. I don't want to choke to death. No, let's not do it. That. Ow! That's all right. And I'm beating my chest as hard as I can to try to just force punch something in the stomach to just force air out. And Eventually, it finally just like like you know get the air out and. And then a guy comes from the yard or whatever I crashed into and it's a dude that's like speaking like just broken English to me. He's like, hey, hey. He just has a phone in his hand going. He's yeah, done. use it. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> He's got your PlayStation in the other hand.
5: I found this.
2: <laughs> it
3: don't look too good. <laughs> Buy it from I mean, you, twenty dollars. <laughs> so the, the, he calls the cops and he tries to get me out. Tell them not to touch me. And, and then uh, that, that's almost literally what I had them do was I had because I had a guitar in the car and a PlayStation 2 <laughs> And I started to go. I'm like, don't touch me. My neck might be broken. I want to fuck up my spine. Uh, Just call the cops. Um, But in the meantime, uh, if you can find the brown paper bag. (laughs) And also, there's a guitar in the trunk. Could you see if it's still there and not broken? Uh, And and it's in tune. Yeah. I have a killer song I can write right now. I feel very motivated. I got a riff. And then the, the cop showed up, and I had to make up an excuse, because it was on my mom's insurance at the time. and I, was, yeah. I didn't know the laws of whatever causes what with insurance. I just, I mean, it was like, there was a deer. Uh swerved. I was going a little bit too fast myself. I knocked, knocked some miles off of it. The cop knew it was kind of loud, but he went with it. Yeah. Because yeah. he told my mom, he's like, you know, he said he avoided deer. He said he was going this much. He's probably going faster, but that's all right. Uh, but I, I didn't let him know. And it was like years before. That's a great, <laughs> <laughs> a great white guy excuse. I guess I was doing 66.
4: <laughs> In a 65. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I know. I'm just trying to make your pain sound funny. <laughs>
2: uh, <yeah. laughs> so that's weird. I uh, By car. You know, I mean, it's like you always like, you know, whether you like it or not. I'm sure if people have, you know. When you're driving, you think like I could probably make it, you know. Sometimes yeah. you know, <laughs> so you think about that, you but know. And
5: also, when you're you're driving, I've I've had the same feeling where you're driving like against a cliff, and there's just like a, there's no railing. You're like, what if I just what if I just turn the wheel? What if you just did that? And it, oh yeah, and it's yeah, just totally. And What's like, that feeling, like. Well, well it, it sounds
6: like I mean you would experience so much death that you couldn't control, and then you. Attempted to control it by by having this really reckless driving experience.
3: Yeah, uh, I uh, I still am never certain and still not been certain whether or not I truly tried to go myself or whether or not I just went out of control because I testing boundaries. And so that's the thing is I never can remember whether or not I tried to go for that or flew a little too close to the sun there. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a little got a little heated. So was
5: it. Was
3: it, So, yeah, you were saying you,
5: you don't really remember whether or not you wanted to actually kill I, yourself. I
3: know the feeling, but yeah. it's that moment where if I had put on the brakes more, I probably would not have had that happen. And it's the one thing I can still not recall is whether or not I tried to go for the brake or whether or not I deliberately pushed on that gas. Mm-hmm. Like, there was the another thing. dude in the car, right? No, no. just you. Me, just me. Just me and my lonely PS2 and guitar. Waiting to be played.
1: And that was the first time you did it. Did you say you tried it twice? Yeah, twice. Wow. Was so it close to then,
3: or was it years later? Uh, it was a few years later, yeah. Was yeah. it
1: car again? Or are you doing the Burt Reynolds way? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm going to get this right sometime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Smokey in the face. <laughs> okay.
3: uh, no, it was uh, it was uh, the pills. It was, so it was a was bit your way, way out. Old, pills? It. Yeah. What uh what kind of pills tell us a little bit about that? Well, I had uh, a <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, this one... I, I, <laughs> you asked to be here, Jay. <laughs> you asked to be here, man. You sit at the bar. I'm like, I'm going to go in there and
2: talk about suicide. You're like, can I come? <laughs> I said, yes. So don't look at me like I'm an asshole.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I came prepared. I listened, I listened to their addiction episode, and I came in. I was like, oh, they're not going to try to... Oh, man, you they're said. just going to go through it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so che, I don't you have, it. okay. I knew coming in, I was like, oh, there's not going to be a lot of... Uh, like Mystique. punch up though at it. It's gonna be like, so let's alright, let's positive time guys. Positive time. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> so you thought it was gonna be about addiction where like somebody's gonna be here talking about eating toilet paper and you yeah. No man. Jay, <laughs> you got a date later, right? I have a date later and I can't wait to bring this home
2: <laughs> <laughs> This? what? So tell us about her. Is
1: she cute?
4: Huh? Is she cute? She's a, she's a darling She's a darling She is a sweetie pie
1: You should ask If she's ever Tried to kill herself
2: I will
4: <laughs> It's the first yeah. question I totally will. I feel like everyone's Kind of Tried to kill themselves a little bit just to see. Why are you
1: looking
6: at me? <laughs> 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 you oh, of
2: people.
4: You no It's
6: a little bit skewed, though, right? Yeah, <laughs>
4: I'm looking. I'm looking at you because I feel like if I say something and and you say, hmm, that's interesting. Like, whoa, I gotta reevaluate my life. <laughs> 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 what
3: is this major? The Call me. Ones. We'll
4: talk. <laughs> <Yeah>? <laughs> Everyone kind of tries a little bit. You flirt
3: with it a little bit. You think about it. Everyone has thought about it. I think everyone has. I think yeah. just
6: because Every, you don't, it's human to think about it. Yeah, it's absolutely you, human. You don't it's understand when you start death. thinking of how and and in whether or not and under what circumstances it becomes problematic.
1: Yeah, it's like a threesome. <laughs> threesome with you, life and death.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna come first?
1: Death's got his dick in my ass. Life has her pussy in my face. Death's wow. always
2: Perfect. fucking you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
4: a threesome. You're being rotisserie by life and death. But you know?
2: <laughs>
4: well, tell us, Neil. Bring it down.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's talk.
5: <laughs> oh, so what was going on in your life before the the second time? So, basically, you had well, I
3: really, had uh, I just it's I had depression and it was a kind of depression being out of work, which you never want to be out of work while you have any bout of depression because you just have too much time to think and dwell on it. Yeah. Absolutely, so you weren't even trying to get a job, were you? I, I just got out. I started doing temping. I didn't know that maybe you maybe need to join a couple of temping. I just I know it. I was like a first year in New York. And you're bad so with first years. Yeah, yeah. Why like New York? Why did you come to New York? <laughs> <laughs> L. A. Uh, maybe just to, to try to fail at doing comedy. That's <laughs> so you came specifically
4: uh, to New York for comedy. Yeah, and yeah. then you started doing ten minute jobs just to be able to live in this so you fucking to live city in,
3: to be able to live. I always in say Dubai. like,
4: if, if I would have, if I like lived in a different city, I don't know if I would've ever would have tried. Comedy because I, yeah. I'm always baffled by people that come from other states to like they risk everything they they sacrifice everything to do come so that's a fucking big ass step to say I'm gonna put my whole life on hold and try this thing and then try to adjust to a new city that's really tough to do. But are yeah. you putting
1: your life on hold or are you really living?
4: Listen, I Oof. don't watch <laughs> that much Lifetime,
1: <laughs> but, <I do. laughs> but you know, but that's a scary thing though so for
4: people that's not from this city that yeah. come in to do a specific thing and then they have to live, because it's an
2: expensive city. I mean, yeah, I moved here with a hundred bucks. I wasn't losing anything. That's I was like, so I was tough. already
3: fucking broke, so <laughs> it was just it was Katrina fine. Katrina hit my yeah. home,
1: so, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <Jeez.
3: laughs> yeah, I, uh, so that was in the middle of just getting out of work, so I'm like, the press, I just hit a, had a bout of it, and then the commotion, that, and I'd already been also in a relationship with this girl. I don't even know if, I wouldn't call a relationship. if I If I was me now, I would have Cut it off like like two months in, you know, yeah. because it was one of those things where it went for. It should have gone maybe like two three months, and it should have been cut off. But because you were scared and shit, I hadn't connected with anybody really. I thought <laughs> I connected with this person, and it was also really was good just sex. garbage. Yeah, as a human. So I thought, oh well, if we fight and I, I feel like shit. Maybe I just got to work my way through it, you know. Like, my parents fought a lot when I was a kid. I just you know, that's a part of. A relationship, and it's like no, which not, is true. It, it is, but not you gotta two, three months in, it. you shouldn't have someone <laughs> for making you feel like shit. Yeah, you know, and so it stretched way longer than it had to be, and I, I took a lot that like curved me in a way towards the depression, and then also how I viewed uh, women, and also just. So many things from that one instance. So that broke off finally in the middle of all that. And uh, one night I'd, I'd been drinking a lot and uh, I got some email from her saying, you know, like, you don't contact me anymore. Da, 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 da. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Let's just fuck have a night. Email. Yeah. Emails take the fuck least she far way. She broke up. That's not. She, I'm sorry. That's not how she broke up. It was broke up in a Starbucks right before her shift at uh, Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks. She goes. was a five-minute she, Star-
2: she was in her Starbucks uniform when she broke up with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I she <wish>. said.
4: <laughs> she, was it like was, it like, was it like Neil? I never want to see you again. You so okay. okay, Camille. Camille. Soy latte for Camille? (laughs) (laughs) It's Neil, you spelled it wrong again. Break up for Neil? Break up. (laughs) Soy, break up for Neil? (laughs) <laughs> that's fantastic that's the best way to-
2: fuck Starbucks man <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah they probably misspelled it no no it's Neil yeah well anyway she doesn't want to see you yeah yet. it's still <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding Just over over how'd you go over the edge after that <laughs>
3: Well, it, that was that, and then as a t- you know when you break up with somebody, and the, I, I didn't know any better, so I'm just floundering in what I have going on. So I'm, just, you know, you're trying to sit there and resolve it. You're trying to make it better. You maybe hopefully you can oh maybe you can bring this back together. And uh, so it, it eventually, after a couple weeks, after that led up to the email that was like, listen, don't contact me more. You're contacting kind of me too much. You're calling blocked. her a bunch. Yeah, calling like the Facebook and stuff, like real yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, real yeah. bitch stuff. Yeah, and so. I, I, that night I got that. I decided I was like, oh, let's fucking let's fucking drink it up, drink it up. And I go home and I had you know the the bottles of Jameson in the in the freezer or whatever, and I started drinking it as much as I could. And uh, then at a certain point I go, oh, let's make a little fun. Let's have let's have a few pills and everything. And so I just started getting just whatever I had medicine. I had in my, I had like some, maybe some Robitussin, some uh, Advil, and uh, some other whatever else I had, just a bit. And then I started. To talk to her, her best friend and also roommate uh, at the time, and she's like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" And I happened to mention it at some point because I was seeking somebody to know. I yeah. said so that mm-hmm. it can maybe get back, and I let her know that I've been drinking. I was like, "Oh, I'm just having some fun with some pills," and, you know, try to put it real coy over GChat. Yeah, and uh, she she called. Me immediately, and then almost instantaneously, because she, she had contacted uh, the ex, and she called me, and uh, so it basically started, you know, what are you, what are you doing, what are you doing, and I, I, what are you trying to kill? You? So, if you, uh, we're we're calling, I'm calling the cops right now, or whatever. Yeah. And at that point, I wasn't all the way in, but as soon as they said they were calling the cops, and I was like, well, that means I might have cops here it means I might get kicked out of my apartment mm-hmm. because it's kind of an illegal apartment. Cops show up and then learn about whatever. All right. Well, if this is uh, gonna be a suicide, let's let's go all in with this. And then I took the rest of everything I had in my cabinet. So it was about probably like forty pills. Nothing like serious. I didn't have like codeine or Vicodin and all that. It those. was all Tylenol. It was and all like, like all the time. So I had like thirty, like forty, maybe fifty at the most, and uh, took all that and. But you take? my water, chocolate yeah, with, milk, no. Jam- beer, beer? beer, Jameson, and whatever tiny vodka bottles I had.
5: I think we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Jameson.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had a purpose. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, you take all that the, 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 the uh, back and forth with her on the phone and me being in the crime blah, 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 starting to take effect. I am still aware enough when the uh, ambulance shows up in the cop shop, uh, or at least the ambulance people, and they knock on the door, that I open the door. I was like, hey, how's it going? And then I just calmly go with them. And then once I reached the ambulance is where just everything blacked out. And there's just in and out. And then I know at one point in the ER, I was at Woodhall Hospital.
2: Oh God, you're lucky you made it out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. I was once told by a cab driver when I moved across the street from Woodhall that if I got stabbed in front of Woodhall
3: that I should get in a cab to a different hospital. Cops had done that. They had been shot right near Woodhall and requested to be taken into Manhattan. Of course, to get to Mount Sinai. I've been told Here's- this was after
1: Whoa. That's a death factory.
3: <laughs> yeah. You are lucky you got out.
2: Yeah, Healthy got up, people. I got out of the people
1: killing field. I was walking past Woodhall at like 5 a.m. one day, and the EMT, they didn't put the drape over the dead body, and they were just rolling this dude, and his hands were crunched up to heaven like he died from his greatest Jesus. fear. And they were just looking at me like, what's up? <laughs> you want a lesson? Come yeah. I feel, Ten-
4: like, I feel like Woodhall is a baseball player on the Bad News Bears. <laughs> 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 we're
1: trying
4: to get him to join our team.
1: Now, in your professional opinion, how many uh, suicide cases happen because of relationships or someone broke up or... A, a relationship didn't work out. Relationship based. I'm not sure. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
6: mean, they're, they're like, there's
1: partly that,
6: um, but I think that, like, if anybody is trying to commit suicide over a relationship, there's probably some earlier trauma that's been happening, like these abandonment issues that mm-hmm. happen early in life. That when there's a breakup that's happening, it's triggering these. Um, earlier losses and people can't cope with the bereavement of that, and so
1: then they they sort of act out. And how would you recommend for someone who's listening that maybe just got out of a relationship and is bringing back all of these issues from their past? How could they learn to cope and keep living? I mean, obviously, I'm biased, but go to therapy. Yeah, um,
6: and also, I mean, obviously, like you know, I just said earlier um, that everybody thinks of suicide, but if you start thinking of suicide in this Way that it's coming up, it's daily. If you start thinking of a plan, if you start sort of worrying that you're actually going to go through with it, then like you need to s- seek mental help, um, call 911. There are also like lifelines and things like that that you can seek out. Um, you know, New York City specifically has a lot of different resources that people can use um, if they're thinking of suicide in an earnest way.
3: But what about the people without the plan? And it's just like, because I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Before like the car incident, I didn't have. Uh, even though I had all the trauma, but the uh, it was more or less in the car, and then all of a sudden I felt like it. And then the the girl, that was still depressed and everything. I wasn't mm-hmm. like the days leading up, going, oh man, how am I going to do it? How am I going to heal myself? It was uh, as I remember that night, just me going drinking and then going th- the pills and then contacting the best friend. So like, what about the people that just on a um, maybe on that dime? Decide um, to start going through with it.
6: I think that, like, um, I, I, I'm in contact with a lot of people who are really depressed, and they yeah. always have this narrative of like. Um like everything in my life is fine, and I shouldn't feel like this, and mm-hmm. yet I do, and so I should just make it better. And then you ask them like, well, how do you make it better? And it's always this sense of like um, they're pursuing these uh, ex- like external things that are numbing it, whether it's like drugs, pills, even something as benign as like, I don't know Netflix, you know, where they're just numbing themselves and they're not actually, confronting the problem. And what's so scary about going into therapy is that they're actually confronting the problem and it's really, really painful. Um, but the alternative is to constantly run from it and run into these sort of self-destructive patterns. And that can be obviously really dangerous. Um, so, I mean, you know, again, like I think that If you're starting to feel like you're in this sort of self-destructive rut, Mm -hmm. analyze why you're there and is it working for you? And often it's not.
4: I have a question. So what is the difference between someone who's sad Mm -hmm. and someone who's depressed?
6: So when you hear
4: depression, you think of a depression. question. Yeah. But when you think of someone that's just sad, and eh, they're not sad anymore later or whatever, so what's the difference between someone that's just sad and someone? So
6: you really depressed? like you're presaging this really interesting um, article by Freud called Mourning and Melancholia." So Freud says that mourning is something where. No. <laughs> <laughs> I read that article. <laughs> So you're right. So Freud says that when you're mourning, you're mourning something. So when you're sad, you're sad about something. So when you're feeling really sad about a breakup, that makes sense. Like it's it's normal, it's human to to mourn their loss of a relationship. It's when you're feeling a... Uh, Like when the sadness starts to overtake everything, when you're no longer mourning the loss, you're just mourning everything and that there seems to be no way out of it and that's the melancholia, that's the clinical depression. So in terms of like... um, clinical therapists, we try to differentiate between adjustment disorder, which is when you're going through a transition or a loss, and an actual dysthymia or major depression, which is something that seems to be out of proportion to whatever somebody is actually going through.
4: So is that when it's a good time to talk to a doctor because they'll be able to tell you, listen, you're just going through this thing as opposed to, you got a problem.
6: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's also everybody sort of mourns through things differently. So it's hard to sort of be objective about it. But yeah, I mean, you know, there is some merit in differentiating between like uh, mourning an actual thing and then just like letting depression take over your life.
1: Mm. Have you ever had somebody in your office that you're just like, holy shit, call the cops right now? Yes.
6: And we have to call the cops. And it's, you know, I mean, but it's.
5: What is the um, what is the line? That it gets crossed, that, that means you have to call the cops. Um,
6: it's usually something that has been building, so it's not just like somebody shows up one day and is sort of randomly suicidal. Um, but and, and for most part, for the most part, like therapists will have a patient sign a safety contract where you know it's like these are the warning signs, and you know, um, but so for the, you know, when my patients have done that, I've, uh, they already have a safety contract in place, but they'll basically say like, um, I'm feeling suicidal. I have a plan. Like this is how I would do it. These are my triggers. Um, and then, yeah, you, you're like, okay, like, you know, you have to stay here. I'm calling 911. But the thing is, is that when you're getting to that point with your therapist, you're basically saying, like, this is my cry for help. Because mm-hmm. if you, not like you really wanted to commit suicide, like it's not in earnest, but, you know, if you're actually planning on going through with it, then maybe you would have already done it. When you're telling your therapist that yeah. you're planning on committing suicide, it's because you know that you're really in
1: trouble and you're actually seeking help. You need help. Yeah, I notice people that whenever they don't say anything, I've had a couple, a family member and a friend in my life, that they never said anything about it. And then one day they were just gone, you know? And the girl did it with a shotgun, which is like, she wanted to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. She's committed to the cause. She was
1: committed. See, I think,
2: now we're going to go a little off topic, I think you did it in in a nice way. You know, pills... You're in the bathtub. Well, they find you robot
3: tested.
2: Yeah, yeah. Robot-tested. and that's like you know, but somebody just like you take it's like someone who like blows their head off. Like, yeah, that's just, like think about the poor son of a bitch that's got to come clean that up. It was
1: me but, and my um, mom and my aunts. We had to clean up you, the blood.
3: You clean oh it, it up?
1: Yeah, because the EMT they just take out the body. They leave Are the you, blood. No, bodies.
3: that's not our pay level. Yeah, no, no, no.
1: no, we don't do that. But it's you can't call. This is their her dad was coming home in like 30 minutes. Was he going to come home and see the blood everywhere? We had to clean clean that shit up. Wow. Oh my God! My How age. old were you? I was in the freshman high school. Fresh oh my God! Oh man, was that the first day of school? Honestly, right,
2: what do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I giving my card like to should. you. <laughs> Hold on,
3: you can't charge her. <laughs> this turns into silence of the land. That's Everybody crazy. To clean up
4: you you, so you had to clean up like all over the
1: walls, yeah, and brain. All over the walls, um, yeah. Were you, were, were
3: you already cleaning before or after the EMTs?
1: They pulled out the body and then okay. they were like, all right, go, boom, 30 minutes.
5: <laughs> <laughs> 30 minutes. At any on? point while you were cleaning, where we you're like, son of a bitch, this stain won't come out. Yeah. yeah. That <laughs> was like a double dare challenge. <laughs>
2: I'll tell you what, here's some advice for people out there. If you own a cleaning service, give a bunch of fucking business cards to ambulance drivers. <laughs> That's great. Yeah.
4: And name it The Wolf.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <thin> the Wolf.
4: <laughs> I take care of problems. <laughs> Now. <laughs> it takes it know, out to get that. I'll be there got, in ten. Is there a
2: copyright? Can we just like all start this business? Yeah. yeah,
1: we all just clean up dead bodies.
2: I mean, we're not doing it ourselves. So what's so the, the conversation okay. that happens? After? Half will be home
4: in thirty minutes, <laughs> and she would not be happy if she see dead nigger skull on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Amber, I know my coffee is good. <laughs> you guys both been to County. I'm sure you're used to this. How did you guys... This just become Pulp Fiction. All right, fine.
1: How did you guys... How you get you
4: guys back
3: here and clean up the brain.
5: <laughs> Amber, how did you guys support each other during those 30 minutes? Was there any discussion? Was there any talking?
1: It was just like, do it. And then afterwards... Yeah. Oh, he came home, and that was, like, a big thing. That was even worse. You missed a spot. You missed a spot. His reaction was even worse than the whole cleaning. Because you're cleaning, and, like, you're you're young, so you don't realize. Did you guys not call him and tell him? uh, Some people did. I didn't call him personally. I didn't get a phone call, but uh, they were like, he's on his way, he's on his way. Uh, And then he came, and, like, we got to see his reactions. And that was worse than the actual cleaning.
2: Well, yeah. 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 Watching a man find out his Oh, yeah, because yeah. cleaning, cleaning up a bunch of fucking blood is a
1: task. And the task you know, is done. Once you you, 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 you yeah. it's
2: over, it's done. You go to take a shower, you know, you're scarred, but, you know, <laughs> the, the job's done. Yeah. yeah. You know, watching a man fucking disintegrate in front of you, that, that's. Yeah, you can't say, sir, I know your daughter's
4: gone. But you can eat off this fucking wall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <It's> completely <Sorry.
4: laughs> spotless right
2: now. <laughs> my daughter's dead.
4: <laughs> to look at that shine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> same thing.
2: Give me back my daughter. <laughs> you guys ever see Prince of
1: Tides? <laughs> Is that with Barbara Streisand? Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Some guy comes and, like, tries to kill the women, and they, uh, they murder him, and have to clean the walls and all that stuff. You really? should watch it. It'll oh. be a good little flashback for you. Yeah, <laughs> That's no, what sets like, are off. So, you're,
4: you're 14 when this happens. It's freshman in high school, yeah. right? So, like, does this ever, like, pop up in your head? Like, fuck, man, remember that shit I had to do a long time ago? Is it like a Vietnam flashback
1: kind of um, thing? I would say in high school it never did, just because you're focused on other things. Like, why doesn't Tammy like me, you yeah. know?
4: <laughs> but even now like you never like fuck I had to go through that. Yeah, now Every- you
1: think about it sometimes, but I think I try, you know, this only natural to think about it and granted I haven't gone through therapy, so maybe I'm doing it the wrong way, but I'm like, well this you can either be super depressed and just self-medicate and drink and haul up in a room or you could like write jokes about it and get on drink. stage and drink more. <laughs> make you sure know. to tell
3: every roommate, don't An- shoot yourself, please. Yeah, Ansley, do you have any uh,
5: comments on maybe the um, recovery? Yeah. No, I
6: just feel like it's a very typical comedian way of dealing with it. Yeah. Don't judge us. Making jokes. Judging. You gotta make
1: jokes. Yes. get sad.
5: We have to scream into the darkness.
3: But you also... We have to push it down somehow.
4: You must see instances where, like, we're comedians, we're professional, like, we get on stage and we have this outlet where it's set up where there's an audience listening to us. Is there times where... As a professional, you meet someone that's not a professional comedian, but uses humor to mask mask what they're going through. That's never done comedy, and what do you say to that? Like, what? Well, okay,
6: wait. Help? What I think yeah. is really interesting is that Michael set up a scenario in which um, that the comedians, because they have this outlet, they're healthy, and people who are not comedians or who are not successful comedians who are using humor as this outlet are like maybe not as healthy because like. Does that make sense?
4: No, it makes total sense, but i want to I want to hear. What
6: well, because, like um so I was um, talking to Cena earlier. Um, one of the things where I work, um, I think at the counseling center where I work, we handed out a lot of pamphlets for um, these acting schools. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of clients who are uh, comedians and actors and everything. And one of the things I found was that comedians do deflect pain through humor, um, and it's not necessarily healthy. It's functional. So, you know, people who are really successful comedians are constantly using their pain as these sources of of humor. And it's, you know, it it works because people are laughing like you're getting these accolades. But um, But
5: tell 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 everyone what you also said that we were better (laughs) than the actors.
6: No, no, you're different. You said that you're we were better than different. the actors. You're suck it suck it that. What <laughs> she said that it's, it's interesting it. that hear you right that <laughs> you heard that that you interpreted. No, it like no, that. I, I think we just
4: want to hear. Tell us that we're better than Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, we just want fuck Tom Hanks. You're tell us very, you're,
6: you're than very Captain different. Phillips right now, you're very. Di- it takes a very specific person because it's like I mean, like I know a ton of funny people. There is only a certain kind of funny person who's going to get up on stage and tell their jokes to people who. May or may not laugh like that is I mean there's like it's almost like a psychosis involved in that because sure. like that's so masochistic that's so like why would you do that
5: oh, Thank you the reward is so sweet
2: Yeah so that's sweet. the thing Good. it's fucking amazing Well and I also feel like you know
6: comedians man. I mean and when we were we were talking about like Robin Williams and Robin Williams battle with depression um, I think that there are a lot of Really? Oh,
4: Robin Williams is depressed.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: really? What happened, oh, to Robin no.
6: Williams? He has no oh, idea. No. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? We're not allowed to talk
6: to we'll no, you. you we'll talk after. We'll talk after. Okay, <laughs> we'll have a forty-five minute session. That fucking gonna... monkey
2: video, man! Holy shit! What he monkey else, video? He also with.
3: Did you read the latest thing? So yeah, Coco. What he, was it he, uh, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's? Yeah, he was yeah. diagnosed he with Parkinson's, Parkinson's So stuff, I bet so. that mm-hmm. obviously had a lot to do with it.
4: But wait a minute, is this so is this like um are, are we talking about Robin do, Williams? Or yeah. is this is this a, a final conclusion that Robin Williams was depressed and he killed himself? No, one, I mean, no, I don't know. I don't know. Was I, can't, I can't seem I mean, like, like it. because I, I just felt like they found like him dead with a belt on his neck, and they don't know what the fuck happened. So I, I don't know. If
6: How would I not conclude that he's depressed? Well, uh, yeah, it
3: wasn't. You never know. It was he didn't have his pants down. He was fully dressed, and they said he was fully clothed. And well, no, yeah. no he's, um,
6: his, uh, his official business. publicity statement was that he had been battling depression
3: for
4: yeah.
6: several
2: battling years. I, I mean, for many years. But like, he I just never read
4: anything about. I didn't know. I was. I was honestly. He was pretty notorious. Yeah.
2: Manic depressive, and really rehab and all that kind of stuff. No shit. Yeah. 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 Now, do you think that there's people that
4: are genetically maybe more, sub, uh, more um, susceptible? susceptible to being depressed and being absolutely. suicidal as opposed to yes, other people? Absolutely.
6: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, bipolar is one of like the the classic um, physiological DSM. Um, instances in which like it's it can be very much about brain chemistry more than anything else and that's why medication is very important in treating it it's not just going to be psychotherapy
5: but you know I, I went through a little time when I took some Lexapro for some depression and stuff like mm-hmm. that and I I felt like it did almost it didn't really do much for me I, therapy and talking about my problems mm-hmm. did a lot more for me than the, like the drugs did I mean it just made my dick not work
6: really. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean that's the problem whiskey? What? <laughs>
5: Twice a day with a meal.
3: Not into therapist, please.
6: I mean, that's the problem. A like the more that we know, about <laughs> psychopharmacology is that like it's just always like the more that we know about the brain, like the less we understand about the brain chemistry. So it's like this ever receding target. Um, but we do know that medication can really help with things like um, you know bipolar one and two, um, just like with schizophrenia, um, and they're very connected. And, you know, if people do have these disorders, then, you know, medication often is
5: very effective. How do you know if you're predisposed or more susceptible chemically for bipolar disorder?
6: Um, I mean, like there is some like genetic history involved in that um, and it can be epigenetic. So it can be partly that like you may have like um, latent genes and then your upbringing can, for whatever reason, trigger these mm. things. But again, like we, we don't know for certain. I mean, granted, like, I am by no means a, an expert on it, but from
1: what I understand... There's no test? Like, you don't pee on a stick and it's no, blue? No. Sadly, and no. It would be it's so much easier.
2: Is there, bi- is there anyone <laughs> who's bipolar and is, like, really happy and then just fine?
6: Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Is I that mean, something
2: like, that exists?
6: Yes, of course. Yeah, it's hope for you, Eddie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. No, you know I'm saying? But the, uh, instead of the ever never, never could someone be bipolar without assuming, being depressed? Oh, absolutely.
6: I mean, like, I mean, there's there's so many you know uh, happy endings for people who have mm. these um, you know like for being bipolar. Um, but like part of it, some, sometimes is medication management. Sometimes it's just being in therapy. Sometimes it's a combination of both.
3: Well, isn't a part of it with dealing with depression or bipolar, a small part of it, like the same way with addiction, with like you kind of have to have a small part of you that at least has the wherewithal to understand that to reach out for help, whatever it may be. Is that a thing? I don't I don't know. Yeah,
6: absolutely. I mean, like that's that's honestly the issue with almost any symptom and, and any um, problem that you might be having is like this idea that like you can't just fix it yourself that and that's when I was talking earlier about like the narrative of depression is that people will beat themselves up and say like I shouldn't feel so sad like it's, it's bad that I feel I'm ungrateful right. and that's that's part of like what it's like to be depressed is to hate yourself for being depressed mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so it can really prevent people from seeking help when they most need it.
4: So like what's the biggest job as a therapist when you go in and you like what is my job when I'm listening to somebody no matter what it is whether they're depressed or if they're just they just want to therapist like what is what is it that you're like okay this is what I'm supposed to do today when I meet someone and I listen to their story what are I, you doing uh, <laughs>
6: wow that's a really big question that's a uh, good
4: question though because like a lot of people <laughs> yeah. listen there's a like, I mean, like, you said I could say anything right
6: <laughs> I, Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, <laughs> there's a lot
2: of people
4: yeah. that think that okay I'm going I don't want to see a therapist because that means I'm crazy there's already that instance in their head where they say if I go see a doctor that means there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people that just instinctively won't want to see a doctor. So Mm -hmm. like as a therapist, what is it that you're doing when you're listening to somebody for the first time that they may want to know? Because this might be somebody that's listening. It's like, I don't even know why I need to see a therapist. I just might need, uh, you know,
0: so there, uh, are, there are a
4: couple of uh, functions
6: you that you learn. I mean, it partly is containment. So like um, when somebody's sitting in a room with you and they're, they're just like just dumping all of this stuff is that to make them feel like they can manage it. So to not feel overwhelmed by it. Um, okay part of it is to normalize it is to be like, look, like you're not the only person who's ever felt like this. In fact, like I'm a professional and like I handle this all the time and like, you're okay. Like the fact that you're in this chair right now means that you're willing to get help and you should feel really proud of yourself for actually being here because it's extremely fucking scary to, you know, to be in therapy. Um, and part of it is to really feel like, to make this person feel like they've been seen and to be known, um, because a lot of people have not felt understood or to you know have had experiences in the past where they've been minimized or dismissed or you know in any way made to feel like their symptoms were overreactions or you know just being dramatic, and to be like, no, look, like this is legitimate. Like what you're feeling is really important, and I actually like I care about this, and thank you for telling me.
3: Do you go to a therapist at all? I
6: do, yes. Every therapist should be in therapy. Whoa. like Not all the time, but I think it's extremely important. I think everybody should be in therapy.
2: So you think yeah. said not all the time. So do you think mm-hmm. that for some people, going to therapy maybe once or twice a year could yes. be helpful? And well, that's,
6: and I, I wouldn't say once or twice a year. I think that like there's something to be said about doing it weekly. Um, but I do think that, um, you know...
2: Weekly's hard. Weekly's yeah. Is it hard? <laughs> <I'm
6: kidding. why,
1: laughs> we'll talk about why that's hard. That so that who's the sense. therapist for the therapist therapist? Mm.
6: Me. Generally, somebody with my degree, but has been doing it for like many, Some many, many hard years. Some hard nosed Jew.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> it's been, it has been several of my therapists, and they're fantastic. The Velvet mafia.
5: Velvet <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, what do you think? Why not? Why not going weekly? Because I've gone weekly for years, and really? I'm just taking a break. Yeah, now, but I mean, I've gone weekly for years, and it's it's helped me immensely. Well, I don't, I don't
2: know, I don't, I don't have, uh, I never really suffered from depression myself, and so I never even. Contemplated going with her. I've really never been.
4: been. A, what? what are you running away from, Eddie? <laughs> Have you ever been sad? Cheese steaks, man.
2: <laughs>
4: Delicious, steep cheese steaks. Shit. Have you ever been in a, at a point where you, where someone was talking to you like, man, you're not depressed. You're just sad about the Bills game? Like, has is is that ever happened? Because I've seen motherfuckers that's really sad over one thing. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, listen, I'm going to kill myself because she won't fucking return my text. And you're like, dude, you're not depressed. You're just sad that you can't have this one thing. Do you ever... What do you do for someone like that? Sure,
6: but that's also legitimate. Like, you can be sad about something. That's okay. That's also grounds for therapy or, like, just to talk about it with somebody. It doesn't... You don't have to have, like, a really significant... Diagnosis in order but to warrant. But can you tell it. someone
4: that that thinks they're depressed that they're just sad about something?
6: Yeah, and also often though, people who are really sad about something and who think that they're clinically depressed feel really heartened by the um, therapist saying, "Like, I think you're just sad about something that like you should be sad about." No yeah. shit. That's okay.
3: Yeah.
5: See, that's Neil, fucking yeah. important.
3: Neil, you said you you have never been to therapy. Nah, the only only time was once, and that was at Woodhall. When I was put to the psych ward for <laughs> less, less than oh, six you, you just, good? You
2: good?
5: <laughs> hey, little hey, hey, you, you, was, you was, sleepyhead, <laughs> <laughs> you good? <laughs> we he need that up. chair. We need that chair right now. <laughs> Give me that chair.
4: He put all, all the square pegs
3: in the square holes. You I think sure? he's Get good. The the down.
5: Down.
1: <laughs> we can right. smoke in here, right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was I was in there for. Uh, about half half a day. Uh, most of it was sitting in the, the the lobby area of the psych ward. I wasn't like put in the room because they weren't sure whether or not I tried to kill myself. But Did I you guess, get slippers? Yeah, I got uh, socks. They were comfortable. Free slippers, socks. Man. dude. The socks. That's a good
2: recipe for anyone who's, so- who's suicidal. Slippers.
3: They a the little. Finally,
5: we got the brighter side.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's the brighter side. Dude, Free hey
5: slippers.
3: Trying to commit suicide. <laughs> Those slippers, magic. <laughs> sex for your toes. When is it okay
2: to kill yourself? I mean, other than like when a spider, you know, impregnates you with a bunch of fucking yeah. <laughs> and you got spider babies. Yeah, and you got one bullet left. You and Your fucking gun. wife's goddamn torn to pieces. <laughs> you know, that's obviously, yeah. They're, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like
1: outside
4: of the movie Armageddon and uh, all that stuff. When, you, when is it okay? When have you ever, like, have you ever like thought like, hey man, you know
1: well, what? She's
4: like, can this hour be over
1: with? This well, that dude. was like
4: a tee-up for her to say it's never okay. <laughs> and then I'd be like, I'll give you one example. <laughs>
3: you right beside
4: is. me.
2: <laughs>
4: it was, listen, my uncle, it was either him or the T-1000s would show up and kill us all. So he had to lower himself yeah, and no one in a bowl of one lava. Of those movies said that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Not one line of
3: someone like, dude, could you maybe yeah. just
4: Yeah, would Terminator it? fucking had a therapist, man. He'd be alive today and we'd all be in hell. <laughs> I'll
2: tell you what, if I do it kill myself, I'm doing it just like the Terminator. I'm <laughs> just, <I'm laughs> gonna and my brain, that's your
3: I'm plan? Thumbs <laughs> <gonna laughs> up. Thumbs <and> <laughs> <happy lovers>.
2: up. <laughs> That's
3: an honor. <laughs> oh, that's you do so the wrong sad. hand signal, though, and you do, like, the tubular, like, oh. my brain.
2: I'm
3: already screaming continuously. One
2: <laughs> First of all, I think there's a flaw here. I What's love this that? movie. Was his head in the lava and then there was the thumbs up? Of course. Come on! No, I come maybe, on! He I was think, locked. Yeah, he was,
4: it was locked. It was locked into.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, when he when he shuts down, it's automatic. Thumbs up. It's yeah, just yeah. yeah, he is locked in position. He's a real positive machine. At the end of the day.
4: <laughs> so what do you say about it? What, what if a machine wants to kill himself because he thinks that his life?
3: <laughs> this I would like. You're a machine the future, <laughs> If a robot <laughs> wants to kill himself, I'm just, like,
6: defending my dissertation. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: For going my eye robot. Oh <laughs> Alright, well, back to sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I feel... <so laughs> but I think that's a, that's a clear distinction, because like, as someone who hasn't had therapy, or someone, as especially a comedian, because everybody always says, oh, comedians are sad clowns, kind of thing, it or whatever. But, I mean, everybody goes through pain. If you just live long enough, you go through things, or whatever. So, f- the biggest stigma for people that aren't in therapy uh, is that well, I don't need therapy. Calling a doctor means there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's okay for someone even if you don't feel that there's something wrong just to see a therapist and just be able to talk to someone. There's something
6: extremely empowering I think about like talking to somebody who's not your friend and who's not who yeah. doesn't really know you in right. any other way and it's just and
5: listening like, objectively. Yes. Yeah, their their job is to just listen. And just understand what you're going through. It's not my parents. It's not any of my buddies.
6: They have no agenda.
5: Yeah. Ben Kissel's not going to use some secret I tell him against me in a week or two. (laughs) It's nothing like that. This is what I I always thought therapy for me, at least, was like, I just want more teammates to work on my brain with me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I want a bigger squad to help me. Because if I, I don't build shit with my hands. I got my brain and I got my mouth. If that shit is not working together properly, I might as well off myself because it's done. There's nothing else for me in this world to do than have these two things work properly together, and I'm gonna do anything I can to make sure that happens. And I think, and you know, or
1: develop woodworking skills.
5: you got, your, you got your toes. <laughs> yeah. Toes is there ever a
4: time you ever been talking to someone and you was like, This motherfucker was way above my pay grade, man? <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is a fucking handful of this is a spoonful of crazy right here. Oh, oh, yeah. boy. Is like, that what what is the protocol for a, a dog that's like this you need fucking You just give nothing? What's <laughs> the protocol? Card? Yeah, when because I mean, there's, it's there's gotta much. be times where you're like, "This is just too much." Yeah,
6: you're- no, I mean, like therapy can't cure everything, and there have been times where I'm like, "You need far more help than what I can give you," and you you're know, you're
3: watching way too much Netflix. Man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be shitty if your therapist like gets rid of you. Oh,
6: it's awful, and also it's like you know, therapists have have these um, sort of I don't know, this like savior savior complexes, you know, and so when you finally meet this person who. Like you can't, out not like outsmart, but like you can't help. You just feel, you feel so mad. You feel right. mad at them, but you're actually mad at yourself. Um, so it can feel very disempowering.
4: See, like that, I feel like this part of therapy is, uh, is a cool part for people that's not in therapy mm-hmm. to hear. Because it's it's things like that that maybe skeptics well, might refuse a skeptic from trying it. Because it's like, well... Even, even if on the opposite side, we're like, well, this motherfucker can't help me. Mm-hmm. And then for you to be like, I, you know what? There's times where we can't help you, but we there's, all, there's always a solution to help them, even right. even if I can't personally, right? As right. a doctor.
6: Right. Um, we get, I get a lot of people who um, are really smart, um, and then they try to, like, outsmart the therapist, which Ew. I think is really interesting. Because I blame
4: silence for the lambs. (laughs)
6: Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But yeah, like there's like there's always these like sort of power dynamics where like you'll get a patient who um, has like either read about like psychotherapy or is sort of like just trying to like anticipate your every move. And you know you can you can play into it, which is stupid because it's a power play. Um, Or you can just be like, hey, like I'm noticing that like you're really you're really trying to like um, and you know outsmart me. Like what like what's going on? here you're paying um, me yeah. right exactly but also it's like it's a defense mechanism it's mm. like this fear that maybe this person's gonna know something about about you that like you can't
1: control or that you can't edit um, mm. so oh, wow. <clears throat> where would you recommend say if you're like a poor schmo walking around the streets where would you recommend to go to like get cheap? Therapy that's legit and not just like some dude in a corner jerking it, you know? Right. Okay. So, are we talking like New where, where is that? that? What
2: now?
6: <laughs> My practice also, is respectable. I love that you said that, and I was I like, I totally know what, what you mean. Like Wait, what now? Because <laughs> like I will guide you away from that. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in New York City. Um, so are we talking about like New York City? Yeah, New York City, York or in whatever. general. Oh,
2: we have listeners from all over the world. Right. So, okay.
6: Um, so. I mean like so my only experience is in New York City. Uh, New York City has amazing uh, counseling clinics. Um, there is Washington Square Institute, um, there is Karen Horney or Hornay Clinic. Um, but like Really? It's called Hornay? Yeah. They didn't, they
2: it, didn't it, think that through further? The, the Horny Hornay. Clinic? Hornay. The horny Hornay. The, the Horny
6: Free Therapy Clinic. <laughs> Hornay. <laughs> Come in, baby, yeah, come on, we'll talk
3: about Welcome it. Welcome to the Hornet. <laughs> 30 minutes, 60 minutes, what you want. Happy ending? Okay, okay.
6: But, like, there are a lot of um, places in which, like, um, you know, there are social workers who are trained in psychotherapy, um, but so, like, if you're looking into, like, just, like, look for counseling centers in your area, um, but there are ways in which um, you can get affordable therapy, especially if you're on Medicare and Medicaid um, or if you have Obamacare. Um, Obamacare is actually, in a lot of ways, very um, accommodating for mental health. So, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so. Made by
4: black man.
6: <laughs> <Half>. All right?
5: <laughs> Pump the brakes. Take <laughs> so a guess which half made Obamacare. <laughs> that don't <count.
4: laughs> God, I'm sorry. Talk about that amazing black man insurance. <laughs>
1: So that's, no, that's good. That's I've, good to hear. I there's fucking options. learned a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm feeling
2: pretty good too. We um, it is uh, we are coming up on, a, on an hour, so we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: uh, Neil, you are doing much better now. You just got married, correct?
3: Yeah, yeah, yes. Congratulations! Yes. Hey, you
2: got a big ding dong. I right hear too, right? <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Rumor
2: around town, you got a fucking big honking dong. So yeah. That's surprising. That you enough know,
3: people on their phones. So so.
2: Even big dick. People are sad, too.
3: <laughs> and, uh, what's your Twitter handle, buddy? Uh, I don't have one. You don't have Twitter? I have, uh, I, you can uh, look up. Uh, I have a uh, podcast, Nice Podcast, at Nice Podcast. At Twitter. Nice Podcast. At Where do you find that at? You can find it on uh, uh, iTunes or uh, GFQ Network.
2: Absolutely great. Thank you. And um and then Ansley, where can people find you? Give us website, all kinds of stuff and how they can get in touch with you if maybe they want to talk
6: to you.
3: Do you get do you do like the first session free? No. Uh, <laughs> how about the second one?
1: No, like every ten, <laughs> like every ten
3: on a punch card. It's like a yeah. yeah
1: there we go. It's like no. a Hale and Hardy soup card. No. <laughs> yeah, like at, yeah. At I don't think Obamacare has worked that out yet. <laughs>
4: hey, you ever um, like had somebody in your chair and they was just saying that you just bust out laughing about something?
6: Wait, what? Like, you ever had somebody say
4: some shit and you just, like, laugh? You
6: yes, I, I treat comedians all the time. You're annoyingly funny. Have to like constantly <laughs> keep a straight face. And I'm like, why'd you make a joke
1: <laughs> about that? that.
4: fucking great. She has to bring up the See, this, that's said. that kind of honesty that makes me want to go see a therapist.
1: There we you go. Oh Good. Michael Che, you can see him on Telemundo. <laughs> <laughs>
4: the phone number is dos. Uno, dos. <laughs> Say <laughs> newave. No, I have no phone. I don't know.
2: That's good for you. You don't have a phone. That's real nice. You, you
4: don't, don't have a phone. No nah, man. Tax purposes. What
1: are you doing, Bill Murray, in inst- this shit?
4: That's right. Really? Yeah, I'm really you, doing. You it. have I a just, landline? I just pop out places and eat people's sandwiches and say shit.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> hope they tweeted in 20 years you know what I mean? <laughs> when I'm famous. <laughs> but this moment's gonna be really cool. Absolutely. In 2035. Oh my god!
2: And of course, you can catch Mr. Michael Che on The Daily Show. And at Che thinks. Do you have any gigs out of town you want to plug real quick? I
4: have, I'm Oddball Festival. Uh, when are you yeah. doing Oddball? I'm doing Oddball. Um, you doing nice. the Jones Beach? I'm doing uh Camden? I'm doing. Ten- I'm doing Camden. Are you doing
1: Camden? Camden?
4: No, I'm not doing Camden. Camden. It's Camden. Cam-
1: whoops. I'm yeah, not yeah,
4: doing don't Camden. say it there. It's dangerous down there. I'm doing Tenley Park, and I'm doing um, Michigan, and I'm doing uh, Pittsburgh. Bird.
0: Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh That's Pittsburgh's good. Go check
4: out like the All Ball that. Fest anyway, it's my friend. Yeah, check it out. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Jeff's like Jeff's uh, in the main
0: stage, Louis C.K.,
2: Sarah Silverman, Ozzy's, Reggie. Jeff's got his hair braided. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> he shaved he, yeah, it. He shaved his head because he it, it was so hot. He was he was uh, hosting four-hour uh, shows and it was so and in Tampa, Florida, it was a hundred degrees, so oh he shaved God. his head.
4: My favorite comedy moment is me, Ed Jeff and um, Russell Peters outside of Caroline's remember that weekend? Oh yeah. And we were outside and this, this homeless guy didn't know we were comedians and he's just roasting us. He's yeah. roasting all of us and he's making fun of Jeff. He says some shit about Jeff and we're just like laughing because mm-hmm. he's roasting Jeff. That's yeah. weird. It's a man. And then he roasts, um, he says something about uh, Russell Peters and he looks at me and he goes and you I don't know What's a good word for black faggot?
2: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was like,
4: I think you nailed it right there. I think that's it's
2: two it words. We'll get, we'll get a new one. Black
4: it. it was the black best. <laughs> that shit made me fucking cry laughing. I'll never use it. what's a good word for black faggot? <laughs> got it. That's it was workshop. It. That's workshop. Right now. Let's get it was fantastic. It was perfect. But anyway, yeah. yeah so that's you can fun. find
2: me there.
1: Good. <laughs> good. We got Omar running the sound this week. Thank you so much. Appreciate
2: yeah. it, buddy. I hope Soon. you're in for round two. It'll be a lot more fun. We'll get a lot more drunk. And so Tina, John as S J. Good. Um, what's going on? You got the Dean Street show next. Uh,
5: Dean Street show next uh, next week next uh, on the twentieth, the Wednesday in Prospect Heights. If you're around, Dean Street Comedy.
2: No, yeah. And Amber, you got anything going down?
1: I'm doing Oddball on Saturday in Camden. Oddball? <laughs> Camden's fucking dangerous. Is it Camden or Camden? It's Camden, the murder capital of America. What? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, thought New yeah, Orleans yeah. was.
4: No, it's, it's like The Wire without cameras. Well, don't let them know you're from
2: New Orleans because they'll be like, oh, she's from New Orleans. You know, they'll look at us as a challenge. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, that's pe- my whole act. Is I'm Southern and I'm from oh, Louisiana. I'm Louisiana. No, I'm no, no, sure nothing.
2: No, no, no. I'm talking about yeah. strangers in the street with yeah, guns. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, The crowd, you know, they're not from Camden. Yeah. yeah. You know, they can't afford to go to a show <laughs> if you
4: live in Camden. <laughs> there's no, there's no bloods on the corner. Like, yo, son, you know what we got to do? We got to go see Amber Nelson at the eyeball.
5: <laughs> 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 they're like, they're just they're I other know.
4: people. They're fine.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And please. uh, Remember uh, if you are uh, if you are facing any problems go find someone go talk to someone don't take matters in your own hands it is a it is a bad decision you know uh, it's no it's never worth it unless your wife and dog and yourself are filled with spiders now today <laughs> someone loves you even if you don't
4: know it someone fucking loves you man spiders love you Absolutely. i love you they love
2: you a little too much but uh, taking us out, we always like to play a song. Uh, like we said, uh, we, I, like, I chose this song particularly because uh, I felt it uh, had a lot to do with the subject. And
4: I'm sexy and I not know it. No, oh. Shaq.
2: Uh, it's Charles Bradley. Uh, at the uh, What's it called again? Where do we go from now? Charles Bradley, where do we go from now? You can find it on Tone Records if you want to look at it. Go find it on YouTube. Press pause. Listen to the song. And God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Nanu Nanu. I'll see you guys later. Great yeah.
4: fucking song. Well-